All right, and we're back with another episode of Manifest Mindset. Manifest Mindset. All right. Um, so we're just going to pretty much check in and talk about we, what we've been doing this past week, where we've been. Um, let's start with you, Nick. How yeah. has your week been going? Yeah, it's been going great. And guys, just as a reminder, we will be finding out at the end of this session where the $300 is. So as tradition, pulling out my wallet here, grabbing this check. And this $300 is going straight on the table, neutral territory. We oh, shall see at God. the end. All right. Making my stomach turn. Yeah, so this weekend, um, so it's, it's been a good week. We're gearing up for both Bob Chang and myself, Nick Davis. We've got class starting tomorrow. Should be a fun semester. Looking forward to it. Um, this past weekend, I took a trip down to New York City. And fantastic time down there. I was taking a continued education course through NIOMT, the North American Institute of Orthopedic Manual Therapy. Um, great organization. They're big on... Um, critical clinical thinking, clinical rationale for why you're doing what you're doing, working on advanced biomechanics and working on manual therapy and how you can integrate that into the entire patient experience and improve yourself as a clinician. Um, so it was a really great time. I took their level two cervical spine course and great opportunity with a lot of other good PTs in the area. So great to hear from their expertise, people who were out of school anywhere from a year to 15 years. And, you know, got to meet some people that were going after a terminal doctorate degree, doctor of science, um, some people that were just going out, some people that this was their first course, some people that this was their sixth or seventh course through them, and just really learning a lot from both what they do in the clinic, but mostly from what um, the main teacher has done, her research, and really getting a chance to apply everything in the clinical knowledge associated with the cervical spine to patient care and improving techniques. So it was an absolute blast. Um, got to learn a good number of high-level techniques and not only how to do them, but why to do them, when to do them, and when to change them based on the patient that comes in our door. So have absolutely a ton of confidence now um, with the cervical spine, but like anything, it's called a practice for a reason and gotta keep getting after gotta the dreams practice. gotta practice absolutely Wait, so there were, were there a lot of physical therapists there yeah so um including myself i was the only student physical therapist there and it is again they do great because these courses are open to last year student physical therapists um but in addition to myself there were 13 others so we had 14s at 14 um pts at the session as oh. with one instructor so great size as far as being intimate enough to get to know everyone, to get to, you know, go around the room with different lab partners, get to experiment, get to evaluate, to get to do interventions on other people. Um, and that's what I like about the course a lot. It was very hands-on, very lab-based. So you got to do a lot, learn a lot, and really make it happen, think through advanced clinical scenarios, and learn from everybody's expertise. Cool. That sounds awesome. I mean, it sounds we we've talked about this before this podcast a little bit, but it sounds like you had a lot of fun with that, and like you learned a lot. Um, do, do you feel like you learned a lot, like even more than like in school wise? It's tough to say because school provided the foundation for it. Um, you know, with my spine course, doing another cervical continuing education course, it all keeps building on each other. Yep. Really, the most important thing, you know, people put these huge 
emphasis on, you know, I want to go to a residency program, I want to go to a fellowship program, I want to get an advanced terminal degree. And that's all great, but it's about what are you doing in the moments leading up to that? Yeah. Because if you're in school just looking forward to that the whole time, but not taking advantage of what you're actually learning in school, it seems like a waste of time to me. And so for me, it's about taking these things I learned in school, reflecting on it, reviewing it, and going back and really spending the intensive time learning it so that it's foundation for a reason. And it's foundation because, I mean, like any of the great athletes that you can think of, whether that's, you know, I, I think of basketball players a lot. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. I'm going to say Larry Bird aside from the whole back issues he had. But anyways, they are fantastic at the fundamentals. The people that we know, any major role model for us, any of the greats that we think of, they do the fundamentals better than anyone. If you, One of the reasons Serena Williams is one of the best tennis players in the world is not because she happens to have 50 pounds of muscle more than any other female tennis player in the world, which may be true, but her lobs and her serve are the most consistent of any other female tennis player I've ever seen. The yeah. way she sets the ball for what she hits, because right. when you got the ball, when you got the target that your eyes are on in the air, the body has to adjust based on that. So if she's consistent and she doesn't have to adjust, She's, she knows what to do. She is in charge, in command, in control. And it's like that. It's practicing the fundamentals. And one quote, they actually had this, and I'll probably butcher the quote, but one quote they had in the um, extensive lab manual resource guide and that they gave to us was that a beginner practices until they can do something right. A professional practices until they can't do something wrong. Huh. A beginner... Say that one more time. A beginner practices until they can do something right. Okay. Yes. A professional practices until they cannot do something wrong. You get so good at these fundamentals. You get so good at understanding why you're doing what you're doing, how you do it. That it's second nature, you can't do it wrong. Michael Jordan's obsessiveness was that when he missed the game-winning shot, he went to the gym later the next day and the next day and took that same shot a thousand times. Right. There's, I went to the seminar once, um, and there was this presenter talking. He was basically going to give a presentation, but like yep. there were a lot of people in the room that already listened to the presentation before. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, so, yeah. So it's it's a repeat. They've heard it before. They're familiar with the content. Yeah, but like some there are some new people. Yep. Uh, basically, what he said is that amateurs, when they listen to to things that have been repeated over and over, they're gonna be like, I already know that. I don't want to listen to that anymore. But then experts or masters would be like, Ah, thanks for the reminder. Yeah. Even if they listen to that a billion times. Absolutely. So that that what really made me. Uh, Think that when when you talk about that. And fun fact, I didn't even know who Serena Williams was until like a month ago. <laughs> well, now now you know. Now it clicks and uh, keep the minds hungry, guys. You learn something every day. Yeah, no, uh, that's a. It's also like this idea of an expert, like what the definition of an expert is. Um, 
when it comes to like tennis players or Michael Jackson. No, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael, Jordan. Michael Jackson had his own expert career, but <laughs> I was going with Jordan there. No, Michael Michael Jackson was also an expert. Oh yeah, he absolutely. was also an expert. But like it creates this idea of like what an, what an expert is, um, and basically, do you, do you know the movie Catch Me If You Can? Yeah, like, haven't I mean, seen it in a while, but yeah, yeah. Yes, with Leonardo da Vinci, basically he's like a, a con artist, right? Uh, who forged checks for millions of dollars and he never got caught. Yeah, he's or, playing hide and seek. Yeah, well, well, he got caught then, but he was also like a fake. So like he he pretended to be a doctor, mm-hmm. got away with it. He pretended to be uh, a pilot, he got away with it, and he pretended to be a teacher, and he got away with it. So once he got caught. Everybody was asking him, how in the world did he teach an advanced sociology class in, in, uh, in college? Yep. And he was a college kid himself, like for a year. And his answer was, I only had to read one chapter ahead of everybody else in the class. Yeah. And that, I feel like, is what constitutes as an expert, just having a little bit more somewhat knowledge or somewhat experience. Than- and not only the experience and the knowledge, but the drive to get to that knowledge and get to the experience. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, if you have, like, a, a tool, like a like a screwdriver, but, like, you don't know how to use it, or, like, you don't use it, there's no point in the screwdriver, right? Right. So that's, that's this idea of that expert. Yeah. And, and, and that's also, this is, like, a segue mm-hmm. of, like, what I'm trying to become. Okay. Um, I guess in, like, a, a fitness... Yeah. So yes, tell me about what kind of expert, master, expert master, expert master, master expert, master expert that you're trying to become. Okay. So, I was reading this book by Russell Brunson. Yep. Basically, expert secrets, and he talks about how uh, we're all experts in some way, and if we could figure out a way to compact that knowledge of an expert and then teach it in the world, yep. and then you could make money and a living off of it. Right. So um, the idea of something that you're good at, that you work at, that you care about, yeah, is your source of income that people will in turn thank you for your service. Yep. In the form of reimbursement. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. But what he was saying is, and this is basically what what I've been doing. He said that a good way to teach your expert uh, expertness and gain the expert stats even more is by doing webinars. Okay. And this is the whole idea of where I wanted to do webinars. Yep. And basically he, he gave you like the step-by-step script on how exactly to do the webinar. Okay. Um, and Bob, what's the name of the book again in case anybody's listening on they missed it the first time? It's, it's called Expert Secrets. Okay. By Russell Brunson. Perfect. He's a great guy. I've been, I've been binging him lately. He's like, just he, he had a podcast called marketing in your car yep i think i sent you an episode of that. yeah yeah you did yeah yeah so he has like basically four years worth of material and i listened to all four years worth wow so well that's the great thing about technology now is people you know can listen to kind of our wacky inspirational whatever you want to call our podcast yeah and learn a lot but they can also go ahead and you know their idols the people they admire People were normally, you know, 200 years ago, they might not even know of them or they'd have to do tons of seeking out to find a mentor. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. I still think it's 
invaluable to find an in-person mentor. But think of all the people that can be an indirect mentor. Read all these books. You understand what these people do for their life. They're putting themselves out there through their books, through their social media. You can have hundreds of mentors. It's all about knowing what you want to do and trying to find the people who are great at your field. So you can, I'm a big believer in, you don't have to get everything done in one day. You just have to bridge the gap. You are where you are now. So think about wherever you are now in your life and your goal. Bob and I are setting some big goals here for ourselves. And I want to talk about one of mine in a minute later on too. But where you are currently to where yourself in the future is, your goal you're going after, it's not about jumping from A to B instantly. It's about how each and every day can I bridge that gap? Can I close that gap? If I'm three miles away, how do I get to 2.8 miles away? Huh. I like that. And a little bit of progress every day. But like my question is, and like something I, I struggle with is like how do how do you know if you're making progress? Because like I know people talk about um, if you could go to bed. Yep. And then you could say to yourself that I was better than I was yesterday. Then you know mm -hmm. you made progress. Yeah. But like, what constitute as better? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And um, because is it? And there are many definitions, and I don't want to pretend like I have the answer. Yeah. No. Exactly. But it's you know, are you better in? Did you improve any skills that you have? Is it better that you have more confidence? Is it better that some of the goals you're going after you're closer towards or it's better to you sometimes mean that in the eyes of your customers the people you reach out through your services to try and make them better do they give you feedback through that so are you looking for I think some of the first things you need to consider are you looking for internal or external validation of are you quote-unquote better are you looking from it within yourself to see, oh yeah, I'm better because I improved in this area and I got a little bit closer? Or externally, am I better because I've received direct feedback from people that I'm interacting with that, oh yeah, like I've got I've got more customers, I've got more of this, or this is going the right way. Huh. And it it really and I think you need both. I think you absolutely need both because the the internal is where you see yourself, which is incredibly important, but your external is, in a way, part of your accountability. Okay. All right, so for me, can, can we talk about an example? Yeah, please do. Yeah, like, let's keep it right. real life and applicable. All right, for me, like, I, so I, I, I do, I post content, right? Yep. On, like, Instagram and social media. Yep. And... I say I like spend an hour and a half every day yep. uh, doing that. Okay. And I've been in doing terms that. of creating content, posting content, yep. everything that's involved. Yes, and like creating like the pictures and the everything. Yep. So I, I see like an hour a day, an hour and a half a day. Um, and like I haven't been making any progress. Okay. Well, I, I don't think I've been making. Any and progress. how are you? So your question is a question a lot of people have. Yes. I'm gonna equate progress to success right now. Okay. But it's all about how how do you define progress? How do you define success? How do I define progress? So, yeah, how do how do you define progress for yourself when you say you're not progressing? How are you 
measuring that? How am I measuring So I'm measuring that via, like, I guess, likes okay. and, like, followers count. Yep. And I know, like, traditionally everybody tells you not to listen to that, okay. not to care about that. Um, but, like, I don't know what other metric I'm supposed to... <sighs> right, because you want it to be applicable for the people you're working with. Yeah, well, so, like, I know the answer, right? Okay. But, like... What's the answer? The answer is pretty much... Well, one, you're... Externally, you're trying to get uh, more engagement. Yep. Like, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, but, like, if more people, like, comment and, like, engage with you... Directly interacting with you. Yep. That's the external. Okay. The internal, I know, it's... You're basically training your mindset to do this. Yeah, right. That is for the long term, and you're not going to see anything because uh, that's what life and business pretty much is. Like, you, and they both have to out. build off each other. Yeah, but I, I know those two are the actual answers, and I think in my my perspective, but like I can't take my mindset and put it there. Right. So you know? you're to rephrase that. You're saying that your challenge is working. You know, you're working on the internal. Well, I'm, I'm trying to work on both. Right, exactly. Yeah. But you're working on the internal. You feel like you're you're doing what you need to do, the steps you need to take. But the external, the followers, the interaction, the engagement isn't quite getting there. Yeah, you can say that. So let me ask you this. What strategies are you doing to promote the external? Because it seems like you have a lot of focus on how do I make the internal better and also seeing that you're not getting external results. So what it, while everything does start from the internal and that's important, like you acknowledge you need to work on and grow both. So what are you actively doing to get more engagement? What am I doing? Yeah. Or how are you targeting? I I know what I should be doing more. And what's that? But I'm not doing it. Oh my god. So what I should be doing I should be going to groups, yep. like Facebook groups, uh-huh. and then engaging with those people. Okay. Um, so eventually they come over and engage with me. And what kind of groups? What are you thinking of? So like, like uh, so one person I listen to a lot is mm-hmm. like Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. And he talks about jab, 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 right hook. So jab is like, mm-hmm. so like you know in boxing, you're jabbing and then you do a right hook to finish the person off. Right. Are you familiar with boxing? Yeah, yeah. I said, I'm not saying I'm a talented boxer. Yeah. I wouldn't want to get in a fight with a talented boxer. Yeah. But I understand the basics of boxing. Yeah. Yeah. So a jab is like right. you're giving value. So jab, okay. giving value, giving value, giving okay. value. Then you can finally go for that right hook yep. and ask for something in return. Okay. So that your analogy, the right hook, the it's asking for the moment of commitment. Yeah. Where it's that for boxing, it's like that knockout, like you got him. Yeah. It's like that for what you're going after. You're not trying to knock your customer out, obviously. Yeah. But it's that moment of convincing. You're saying, jab, jab, jab. Here's why you should listen to what's going on. Right hook. This is why I need you to commit an engagement. I see. <laughs> Dude, I like know this. Like, yeah. I know it in my mind, but like, I don't do it. It's going back and to why like... Why not? Where's the, where's the disconnect, Bob? I don't know. Going back to like that screwdriver thing. Yeah. Like we have, I have a screwdriver in my hand, but like yep. I don't use it, even though I need to yep. add my screws. Yeah. Where does that come from? I don't know. Now let me ask you a question. 
do you yeah. know how to use the screwdriver that's in your hand? Because there's there are different things. There's you got the screwdriver in your hand. Yeah. And you know how to use it. Yeah. But you don't use it. Or you got the screwdriver in your hand. You don't know how to use it. I think it's the first one. Where, you, where I have the screwdriver in my hand, but yep. I don't use it. But you know how to. But I know how to. But use you don't. It. So what's keeping you from using it? I don't know. I. I feel like. I'm. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm lazy. I don't know. Okay. I don't I mean, know, dude. I don't know. Yeah, take some time to ponder that. Because there's there's always a reason for a obstacle, whether we can define it or not in the moment, why you're not doing what you like you said, you've acknowledged, you know what you need to do. Yeah. But you also, with the same consciousness, know that you're not doing it. Okay. So once you find out why you're not doing it, what I would recommend is so you've you've got a great reason for why you're doing this fitness stuff. Yeah. Why you're trying to help people. So so once you can, find Can I the, go over my reason real quick? Yeah, please. So this is just for me to like reaffirm, I guess. Yeah. But my like my reason I guess is to help people who have never been fit before. Yep. Never who never lost weight before and they feel like they're so unconfident with their body mm -hmm. and be able to change them to a more confident being through weight loss. And to ensure that they don't go through a strict way, a strict way of losing weight. Mm -hmm. um, does that make sense? But a way that's more approachable for them and realistic. Yeah. So you're you're offering people who didn't think they had a way to do it, or didn't think they had a way that was congruent with their lifestyle or whatever. You're offering them a way through, through simplicity that they can achieve that. Yeah, and a way that's not like, you know how like people say you need to go. So you eat just chicken, broccoli, and rice. So a way that's not constricting for them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That, that's my. That's what I want to spread. Yep. Um, and my vehicle of doing this. Mm -hmm. So. Let me ask you. Let me ask you another question. Bob. Yeah. Go ahead. On a scale of one to ten, one being low. You know, we're PTs. We're all about like, okay, whether we use the patient-specific function scale, how much improvement do our patients get? We're working on numbers here. On a scale of 1 being very little to 10 being absolute, that reason that you gave, that why, how much do you believe in it? Not how much do you think it can be successful, not how much do you think it can practically be applied, but how much do you yourself believe in that? How much belief that I could do it? Not or? even belief that you could do it. How much do you believe in that idea? Like that is the idea that you want to do. How much confidence do you have in that? That that I want to do, like that, personally, hundred percent. Hundred percent. So a ten, right? Yeah, a ten. a ten out of ten. It's probably a thirteen out of ten, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what we're going after. So that's your why. You have a thirteen oh God, out of you have a thirteen out of ten belief for your why. So here's all you got to do. You said you have the screwdriver in hand. That you know how to use it, but you're not using it. There's some obstacle there. Some reason why, some why, that you're not doing it. So once you find out what that why is, I'm willing to bet with you that that why of why you're not doing it is much weaker and much smaller than a 13 out of 10 confidence. Oh my God. That you can do it. 
And so many of these variables that get in our way, they're easy to have power over us. You know, we might think we're lazy or we're not motivated. No, Bob, you're putting an hour and a half into this day. You can't. You obviously care about this. But once we define it, once we put the word on what our obstacle is, then you can break through that. Huh. I think my mind, my mindset just shifted a little. So, like right now, like previously, my mindset is just basically, it's a business. I need to start like getting money, or I'll be losing some money. Yeah. And then I kind of like forgot like why the reason, the first reason why I wanted to do it mm. in the first place. Yeah. Which is basically this confidence piece of like helping other people become more confident. Yeah. Um, and you're right. Thanks for that reminder. Man. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that. And so it's, it's all about having those reminders. I need it too. You know, it's um because like any habit we have, you're in the habit of posting content. Yeah. You're in the habit of making this business side of things known. Like any habit, the way our brain works is we naturally go on autopilot. No, I'm not going to argue that's a bad thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of times autopilot gets bad bad rep, but it's about what are you telling your autopilot to do? Yeah. And if you're telling your autopilot to just kind of, you know, go through the motions, whatever, it's, oh, I was going to post two times a day, oh, I was going to post three times a day, let's keep doing that. There's not emotion behind that. you got to be, you've got to, be invigorated, you've got to be excited, you've got to be pumped up about this idea that you have 13 out of 10 confidence for. You don't say, oh, I'm Bob, I feel very confident today. No, you go tell people what your idea is. Make it happen. You're right. Yeah, no, I, I'm just bringing another book example. But like, yeah, please do. do you know, are you familiar with the book, uh, Think Fast or Slow by Daniel Kahneman? I don't believe so. I don't, I don't know if I butchered the title or not, but basically he says that the mind has two two systems of thinking. Okay. So system one and system two. System one is more like a, the simple um, automatic yep. system. Okay. Or like basically if you come home from work, the first thing you do is turn on the TV and watch TV for an hour. Because you you've do, been used to yes. getting home, turning on the TV, watching TV for an yes, hour. Yes, it just, it's just automatic. Yep. You don't think about it and it just happens. Right. And the system two kind of thinking is more like Basically, you're approaching something new. Yep. And it takes more time and more effort to think through. Yeah. And I feel like with the, the posting content and going out to the Facebook groups and like interacting with people and yeah. getting more engagement, that's what the system two is for me right. right now, where I need to like focus on it so it can eventually become a system one. Habit, yes. Yes. Right. I got it. And that's the same thing that we we're talking about with the experts. The people who are good in the field, good at the fundamentals, what they do is that, or when they show up to that conference that you were talking about, where some people have heard it before, but some people haven't, and some people tone it out, but the people who are refined at what they do, they welcome the reminder, just like you were reminded today. So with that, it's a clear example of a system to mind of, yes, thank you for the reminder. Thank you for allowing me to go back into this, what everybody calls the beginner's mindset, where you're eager to learn, yeah. versus system one, nah, I got this, that's no big deal. I mean, it's the same thing, we see this in our PT lab courses, right? 10 minutes left to go. You see which people are tuned out or not, you see which people are 
getting ready to dash off for lunch, ready to go, or which people want to, you know, I'm not saying you stay 10 minutes late by any means, but you stay until it's time to go, ready to practice, mm -hmm. ready to get better at what you do and taking advantage of the moments you're in in that system two mindset. I like it, Bob. Uh, what was the goal that you wanted to talk about? Absolutely. So, I'm a big believer. I really do not like the word or the phrase, why don't you just sleep on it? Like, you got a really cool idea, sleep on it. I don't like that because what happens when I, quote unquote, sleep on ideas when I give myself a night to think about them? Yeah. I think that the world naturally has a way of putting great ideas down. And what I mean by that is there is resistance to normal. So that when you have a great idea, when you have something that goes against the status quo, or when you have something that goes against your typical way of living, yep. the longer that you are in your quote-unquote normal existence of being, the more your brain thinks, let's stay in this normal existence of being. And not incorporate this new idea, because this new idea seems foreign. Yeah, we don't like change. We don't like change. Mm -hmm. And it takes work. Yep. As you know, it takes a ton of work. But when we intentionally incorporate this new idea, not as a guarantee, but as a strong, so you're not committed to it right away, but as a very strong possibility of what your future could be. I talked last episode about something becoming part of your identity and staying with you and the power in that. Well, if you incorporate this into your life, into who you are and into what you do, that is your normal. That is now your new normal, so there's no longer that resistance between I'm spending all this time on normal and the new going into it. So this is kind of a roundabout way of saying that probably about a week ago, one night, I got this random idea. I'm like, you know what? I want to write a book. I like it. And so my goal is I'm going to write a book and publish a book by my 30th birthday. And I got a ways right now. 30, how old are you now? I'm 23. 23? 23 and a half, so that's six and a half years. Tons of time. So I've given myself a few short-term, you feel like you wanna say something, Bob, go ahead. I, I wanna say something. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so there's this rule, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what rule it is called. I don't okay. even know if I mentioned it last time. Okay. But like. This is my perspective, yeah. and, and that's a great goal. Yep. Um, I think that's a goal. I, I I'll take that goal too. It's a it's a great goal. Okay. But like, um, however you however time amount of time you give yourself. Yep. That's the amount of time you'll fill. Yep. Right. So if you give yourself seven days to do something, mm -hmm. you'll finish in seven days. Yeah. If you give yourself seven years. You'll finish in seven years. Right. No matter how big or small the task is. Absolutely. Um, that, that's a good goal. I, I like it. Yeah. I, I don't want to like. No. No. Say like I'm, I'm butchering it or anything. No. Because please, I, I want to be like. I want to support you. Because well, that's something that's important for us and our listeners too. That support doesn't just mean I completely agree with you. Yeah. You don't need to completely agree with me. Yeah. And that's fine. It's good for me to hear different perspectives because. I will encounter resistance along the way no matter what. Mm. So I might as well encounter resistance from quality feedback from a good friend. I, personally, I think you can do it a lot sooner. You don't need to do it by your 30th birthday. Yeah. But it's, it's up to you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I think, I think you're right about that. And part of why I 
decided that is because I know that for this next two years, yep. it's not going to be as much intensive focus on it. Okay. Because there's a lot of other really good things I'm going after. A lot of things that this book will be somewhat of an involvement in what I do, awesome. but not priority by any means. Yes. But I've already uh, started a bunch of different Google Docs, started right. kind of brainstorming different things about it, and so I've already got the title. Awesome. What, what's it? So, the book yeah. by Nick Davis will be called The Brain Will Find a Way. Huh. And subtitle on that is going to be my personal and professional journey into the redemption of the human spirit. Wow. That's very profound. And so I've, I've had a lot of experience through my life where I believe in not giving up on anyone. And I believe in the power of hope and what could that can enact through people and that people can constantly recreate themselves and that there is deep down a constant drive that when you unleash everything you're capable of, yeah. the immense power that is available for you to use. And when you find that reason why and really tap into it with everything you got, every living cell in your body going after something it is incredible what you can achieve. Mm -hmm. And so my idea for that book is getting partially into a, an autobiography of my life so far, but looking at it from early life to becoming a physical therapist, the reason I'm passionate for what I'm doing, but also getting a little bit into how the mind works yeah. through that all and through those experiences. Um, and it's something that I want to share because I think it's incredibly important and incredibly valuable. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it. And so part of the reason for giving myself longer to do that yeah. is that, you know, it's going to be a little bit on the back burner, still going after it, yeah. but in little times here and there between getting things flushed out, you know, by the time I'm 28, I'll be looking for publishers, getting drafts re-edited and that kind of thing. Could I like throw you some ideas? Please go right ahead. So I, love like, it. I was watching, I was taking a course yep. basically on how to write a book. Okay. Um, like it, it was part of like a, a whole bigger webinar kind of thing. Yeah, neat. No, I didn't even know about that. But, but basically, um, a great way to, to approach it is instead of like writing it, you yep. could like speak it in your phone. Oh, okay. Um, so you record voice messages. Yeah. So every day you just record five minutes a day about something. Yeah. Eventually you could have it transcribed. Gotcha. Um, and then after you transcribe all of it. Yep. Like you have it all, everything that you want with it. Yeah. You could have the transcribed version, send it over to publisher, they edit all of it. Yeah. Then you publish it. So Interesting. you don't even need to like sit down and actually write right. it. You can just talk about it. Because I was doing a similar thing where I was, ideas related to this, I was typing it down, I was writing it down, not necessarily worried about the formalized order or this is going to be chapter one or anything like that, but just yeah. getting the ideas down. But I like that a lot because it's much more on just, well, I still feel like I was on the conscious flow of what mm -hmm. I wanted. There's a time restraint. I can't type that fast. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, absolutely. And I think probably instinctively I want a little more control over it oh. than what it would be just sending off to an editor to reorganize or whatever. Yep. But I like the idea of that a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's an idea I'm throwing out there. Absolutely. It might help you 
Uh, that's all. Can I ask you why you want to write a book? Yeah, great question. So, I see a lot of people in life doing less than what they're able to do. And with a lack of confidence, lack of self-belief, um, getting trapped in patterns and habits, getting trapped in ways of thinking, where I think there is growth available that I don't know if they see. And so it's my hope that part of why, uh, what I can share is that you are able to constantly redefine yourself. You are able to, no matter how low you seem to be at any moment, you can come out of that. And you can fight the uphill battle. You can help rewire your nervous system to think differently, to behave differently, and to go after your dreams and your passions. And so that's why I want to share that idea. So what happens when you achieve that? Well, that's the beauty of it, is that these goals we set and the things we do, the they're not the reward. Everything you do to achieve your goal isn't the reward. It's about, for me at least, the reason I set these kind of goals and do the things I do is it's not about doing the act itself. It's about the kind of person I need to become and I will be in order to do these things is the reward itself. Because for you being able to do your business and the way you want to help people, well, it requires sacrifice, it requi requires growth, and it requires your commitment yeah. in ways that this will for me too. And it requires that I make myself a better version of myself and constantly try to improve that. And by doing that, by seeking that constant improvement, by getting better and better at what I do and you know by getting more efficient in all these other things it's practicing the fundamentals it's getting better at what I do and it's making me more and more into a person that I'm more and more proud of well so I realized that I may have not actually answered your question so your question was about what then yes this is the goal I'm setting six and a half years in the future <laughs> So, <laughs> I have a very, very strong feeling that between now and then, we'll be setting a lot more goals. I, Going I after a lot more things. I want to, you know, I want to have teaching in my future. Yeah. I want to help create a mentorship program for physical therapy students and young physical therapists out in their career. Hmm. Um, I want to own my own practice one day. So, yeah. I want to go after these things. And there's always the horizon. That's the beauty of it. You can never quite get there. Yeah. Keep on chasing. Keep on dreaming. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. This is what I love about doing this podcast. Because it's like pretty much we're pretty much documenting the journey. Right. So we don't know where we'll end up. We have no idea. In the future. Right. We have goals. We have ambitions. But there's only... Yeah. Maybe, so much we can control. Yeah, but maybe one day you'll be a best-selling author. Right. And then this, this podcast is the start of how you became a best-selling author. Right. We never know. <laughs> so, or maybe this whole book thing 
It's just a minor little thing that was an enjoyment and fun. It made me better. And that's just as great, too. Yeah, no, of course. So yeah. that's why I love uh, this podcast and why we're documenting. Absolutely. So speaking of documenting, speaking of the podcast, um, I still have this check sitting on the table All right. between Bob and I. Should so, we go into that now? Let's do it. All right. All right. So last week we talked about me building and hosting webinar from nothing and doing it Thursday of last week. Yep. And I did it. You did it. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So remember how I talked about that the time frame of the seven days and the seven years, how yeah. we do so much time. So yeah. when you I, define those seven days, you make your goal happen within that. Well like let me explain first. Okay. Like, so I had less than a week to make my webinar right. and do everything. So the first few days I was like all right, I have enough time to do this. Yep. So I procrastinated Friday. <laughs> Isn't that the thing? I have enough time, so I won't take the time to do it. <laughs> and then Saturday came again. I procrastinated. Yep. And I kept on procrastinating yep. until uh, Tuesday night. Cutting it close, my friend. Tuesday night. And then something happened, something clicked, and I read a book twice, and I built my webinar. Wow. Just uh, in like... 48 hours. That was a busy 48 hours. <laughs> it was the busiest 48 hours of my life. But um, that idea of the seven, like you only have, when you give yourself so much time, you, yep. you'll finish it in so many times. Yeah. If I gave myself two days, yep. I'm sure I would have finished it in two days instead of seven days. Right. Because that's have, what you did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I wouldn't have procrastinated. Um, if I gave myself one day, yep. I'm sure I would have finished it in one day. Yeah. Um, but, I'm happy I did it. Good. I, I don't think I would have done it if it wasn't for this. The accountability of it. Yes. And I'm, making sure that, like you said, it was, you had already procrastinated five days. So yeah. if you didn't have the urgency to it. Exactly. If you didn't have the $300 on the line. If you didn't have If I didn't have you, people, Nick, If I didn't have you to be here talking to me, for me to, for you to be accountable. You to be accountable, right? Yeah. I, I know you, man. I know yeah. you, man. We're good. I appreciate that, Bob. Thank you. It's uh, It's been a blast. No, but yeah, to talk about this webinar more, what you did with it. Yeah, so basically, um, I'm supposed to have one domino. That So basically, there's this idea of, of a one domino um, that once you knock down, yep. people will come to you and believe in your message. Okay. Um, so my one domino is basically... Uh, so let me just get this straight. It's the... So it's like the typical, like, you know... Little four-year-olds are sitting, or maybe six-year-olds, whatever, sitting on the kitchen floor setting up these train of dominoes. Yep. They hit one, they all go crumbling down. Yes. So is what you're saying that this one target domino is, like, what your customers need? Oh, sorry. I should have expanded on that. But, like, yeah. basically everybody comes in with yep. these ideas of limiting beliefs. Gotcha. So What's holding them back? Their obstacle. Yeah, so... Chances are they have had an experience that created this limiting belief, yep. and then they're just chained to this. So yeah, they yeah. Don't chained think... to old ways of thinking and yep. ideas. So basically, in Excellent Secrets, the book that I'm basically doing everything off of, is the idea to break out of these um, limiting beliefs yep. is through stories. Okay. Um, personal stories that show the person beforehand and how they transformed and gives them some inspiration and motivation yeah that's basically the only thing according to Russell Brunson how to break out of the chains okay um so basically the one domino is if I could get 
the people listening to my webinar to believe that one thing, yeah. then all the false belief patterns will disappear. Uh, and then they'll subscribe and like... Because it's a disconnect. It's hard to hold the false belief at the same time you hold the true belief. Yes. Because they clash and one's got to win. Yes. Yeah. So my vehicle, um, this is what I came up with and I'm like super proud of it. Okay. But basically it's instead of going on uh, strict diets yep. and giving up all your favorite foods mm -hmm. to lose weight and build confidence, yep. instead you should be focusing more on the habits. Yeah. So instead of doing like the beach body diet or some other random diet, mm -hmm. those are... Right, they have tens of thousands of diets out there. Yes, those are basically focusing on the tactics yep. rather than the foundation, which are the habits. Okay. So this is just a new approach that I'm trying to take it with weight loss yep. um, because there's so many different approaches out there. Right. And like I'm trying to find a place that's not as saturated with people like yep. teaching this idea. And I feel like habits is a big one. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I talk about in the webinar is like a tree having a a tree in your backyard yep. and it's everything like in your backyard is clean there's grass everywhere but mm -hmm. in the middle there's this ugly tree okay and it's blocking your view yep. and it's just you don't like the tree right okay so when it comes to doing tactic diets yep. people go and they want to make the tree smaller and like they want the tree to disappear right right they want to get the tree out of there yeah yep. so when people do tactics yep. they take the leaves and Pick the leaves and cut the leaves. Okay. Okay. But then when people focus on the habits, which yep. are the more foundations, they go directly to the stump and cut the tree down. Okay. Does that make sense? So when it comes with tactics, um, the leaves regrow back. Right. And that's how, that's why 90% of diets fail. It's a people that don't even either see the diet through all the way or people that will see it through all the way. But then once they get off of it, they go back to what they were just doing. Yes. Before that, gain all the way back. Yes. Okay. Um, because most diets don't really focus on the foundational work. Yep. They just tell you exactly what to do. Okay. And that doesn't teach you, that doesn't promote like the, again, we talked about the system one, system two thinking. Right. This, that system two, we don't talk, like the traditional diets don't really talk about that. Yep. Um, that's my approach. And I feel like that's a great approach for, for my values and beliefs. I like it. Um, and that's, I think, a quote unquote new market. Well, it makes it it makes it sustainable yes. for the people you're working with, and it makes it so that they don't. Because a lot of things that are associated with weight loss and loss of confidence, the things you're trying to address, yeah, is the idea of shame. Hundred percent. And if people can maintain a similar part of their old lifestyle, parts part of it that may be good, part of it that may not be as good, but things that maintain with their identity, while slowly working on changing habits at the same time. It keeps part of who they are. And it's not saying that, and this whole idea of being part of your identity, yep. it's not saying that I am bad and I must lose weight. It's saying, no, I'm a good person. I'm doing good things. I'm enjoying it. I just got to change a few things here and there and keep those things changed. Yeah. Yep. So it's, I can see why it would be much more approachable for people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's a great message. Good. And so, how, how did the webinar go, the webinar itself? Well, it was zero people showed up. Okay. But, but let me, this is what happened. So, okay. I finished my webinar. Yep. 
at so I was supposed to do it at eight p.m. Yep. I finished it at six. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, then I put out a Facebook post. Yep. Obviously, nobody can see a Facebook post in like an hour. Yep. Um, and then I did a practice round from six to seven thirty. Yep. Correcting all my errors, and then I did it again at eight. Yep. Nobody was there, but it was good to practice. But you um, still went through with it and did it for yes. the time. Okay. So basically, what I want to do for this year yep. is to do it 54 times. How many weeks are there? 52. 52. So yep. I want to do it 52 times Yep. Um, every week for a year. Okay. Because that's what Russell says. Okay. Because he, he did it for 17 times in yep. a year. Um, and he, he thinks it's the key. So let me ask you this. All right. How are you going to get more people? That's it. Facebook groups. So eventually I want to start using ads. Yep. Um, spend like maybe $30 on ads. Yep. Just to get people. Right. Um, and I feel that's a good, it's a good, uh, I guess, I don't want to say gamble because it's, there's a calculated to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I want to do next week. Okay. So this week, I want, basically, I'm promoting it Facebook. Yep. Three days in advance instead of an hour in advance. Gotcha. Yep. Um, like every day, every few hours, I'm posting something. Nice. Um, and then on Thursday, hopefully, people will show up. Maybe Good. one or two. Yeah. Um, if I'm lucky and people want to show up. But next week, I want to start doing ads on Monday. Okay. And start promoting it. That's starts promoting people to my web product. Nice, fantastic. I have another question for you, Bob. Yeah, go ahead. So you have this book by Russell, you have to remind me his last name. Uh, Brunson. Russell Brunson. And you kept referencing this a lot and you said this is what I'm going at off of, this is what I'm doing. I can see just playing a little devil's advocate a lot. People might have criticism. Yep. Oh, all you're doing is following what this guy said in this book. Yep. Whether it's successful or not, you're kind of just copying what he is. Yep. And I can see on the other end of it where that may be beneficial to have a blueprint for what to do and work your way off of that to bring your own creativity to it. Yes. What's your approach to, through that? What do you? What would you say to people where, oh no, Bob, this isn't really your work. This is just what Russell told you to kind of do. So basically, I learned this like a few years ago, but to reach... Like, success leaves clues. Success leave clue, leaves clues. Okay. Does that make sense? You're going to have to explain that a little more. Like, people who are successful, yep. they leave clues. To, of how to be successful. Of how to be successful. And then you right. see, like, how they do that um, through their work and what they've been doing. Yeah. So, basically, you don't look at what people say. You look at what people do. Yeah. And, and you spend time observing them, looking for what they do and how they do it and how to get the success out of that. Yeah, and and most of the time, um, people who like are successful stand on the shoulders of giants. Okay. So basically, um, people who are very successful. Yep. Those people learn from them. And then, in turn, they become successful mm -hmm. by standing on their shoulders. Yeah. Does that make sense? So it kind of defeats the idea of, you know, a true success by yourself necessarily, but you expanding ideas, you take these common principles yep. of success, work with these common principles and add your direct flavor to it and your message. 100%. Um, and there's also this 
this rule. I, I was listening to Torothal talk about this, but um, it's called the mon the pile of money rule. The pile of money, okay. Pile of money rule. Does the pile of money have three hundred dollars? <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Anyways, but pile of money rule. Basically, uh, everybody gives criticism. Everybody gives feedback. Yep. And what Russell talks about, I don't, I don't know if he was like joking or not, but this was like in a podcast episode, part of like his four-year series. But okay. You listen to people who has a bigger pile of, of money. Yep. Than you. Okay. Um, when it comes to like their field of expertise. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the people who have more influence, you're more likely to be influenced by. Well, like, say, like, there's a guy uh -huh. who tells you that, like, some, some guy on Facebook tells me that, oh, I'm doing all these, this webinar wrong, I should be doing this, 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 instead of this, this, and that. Okay. But then, I'm listening to the guy who done hundreds of webinars. Yeah. And he has this big pile of cash. Right. Either it could be cash or, or his experience. But yeah. then there's this other guy... Who done some webinars? Yep. I feel like he's an expert, but he doesn't have that big of a pile of cash as, as Russell does. Right. How much do you believe that, believe that what they do does a hold authority to it in a way? Yeah. 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 No, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Okay. Sh should we talk about uh, what I want to do next week? Or Absolutely. Do you want to do anything next week for? So, um, no, I think we're gonna. Keep this with keep this? you for now. Keep going as we are. Um, I'm just, you know, excited for classes to be starting up. Be a TA for a couple classes. Going after that. Um, just trying to learn a lot. And with these extra courses I've been doing, we've got tests coming up. So I'll be studying for those soon and everything. And getting after it. Okay. Yeah. Test. For so they have for the uh, continuing education courses. Yeah. Because, you know, they want to. Again, you learn a lot, you do a lot of skills and everything. They want to verify that you've been studying and that you've retained this. It's not just you go for it for the quick, however many hours of continuing education credits you earn, but there are tests that you take for the courses. Oh, and that way, along the way, these there are a series of courses associated with them where you can actually earn a certification at the end after a big exam. Huh. And that's a partially in-person practical exam as well as a written exam. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you very much. It's exciting stuff. So, pushing the $300 back over to Bob. He earned it. He got that webinar done. All right. And, yeah, Bob, let's... So, $300 is in your possession. Look at that. Let's, wow, this is, this is good. Oh, yeah. I feel good with this. Perfect. Yeah, it feels better right. when it's in your hands, right? <laughs> All right, let's talk about what your goals for next week are. So, I'm planning on doing my webinar at 8 p.m. this Thursday. Okay. Um, Two days. Two, day, two days, you're right. Yeah. Two days. Um, what, what do you think I should do, Nick? We've been talking. Yeah, we've been talking a lot. So I think you talked about wanting to get Facebook ads up. And I think a lot of it comes down to how do you get your customers involved. Okay. And so I think it should be something to do with how, how are you going to get people involved huh. and do something with that. Not necessarily that... You're, because you want your goals to be something that you have full control over. Yeah. So I'm not expecting you to say for your goal that I will get five people to attend because that's not totally yeah, that's in your control. Not an outcome goal. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's not a behavior goal. Exactly. Yep. So a behavior goal of what you can do. So you know, maybe it's that you said you want to do this advertisement. 
So maybe your goal is you'll do the webinar this week, do more Facebook advertisement, but then next week when Monday comes around, like you said, you want to advertise three days in advance. Yep. So maybe we do like a week and a half goal of by Monday, you put these Facebook ads out, do a lot of outreach and see what happens by next Thursday. Okay, and then we'll meet again like Friday or something? Yeah, so actually, um, I guess in this webinar I'll have to disclose, maybe I am becoming an addict, but a lot of these courses are great. So actually the next weekend, <laughs> in a week and a half, I'm gone again. I got a Friday, Saturday course I'm doing. Okay. So we will either meet once the Facebook ads have been up for a while and yep. meet Wednesday or Thursday before. I like that. Before the webinar happens. But once the ads have already been up. Well, like, I, I wouldn't know. Well, actually, I wouldn't know. Well, well you, like, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't necessarily know the result of it, but you know that you've been doing it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, we, we could talk about that. We'll talk about this, it, but, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I want to do that. So basically, just to recap, yep. this Thursday I'm doing web, uh, a webinar yep. at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. And I'm going to have the ads set up by Sunday at 9 p.m. Okay, perfect. And then I'm going to release them like Tuesday, Wednesday. Nice. Uh, because setting up with the ads take time and all that. Absolutely. So I'll do that. Then we'll meet Monday or Thursday. Uh, Wednesday yeah. or Thursday. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. But Fantastic. Yeah. That'll be episode three. All right, guys. So Bob is sliding the check back over to my hands. And we have his goals. We have what he's going for. And we're going to make it happen.